It's Thursday, Chris, which means we have a number, another member from our community joining us on this show, and they sent me DMs that have me a little worried about what they have planned for today. Yeah, that I was asked about our obscenity levels. It's going to be a fun one today with our guy, Joshua, who will be joining the show. We also are going to break out the low probability crystal ball. We're going to debate this Packers wide receiver situation that's going to be very important tonight versus the Cardinals. We're going to have a lot of fun coming up today. And of course, our low ball lineups for week eight. So feel free to dupe those as much as you want right after this intro. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Splash Play, the fantasy football podcast for every game under the sun. And once again, I am Chris Spags, joined by your friend and mine, Peter Overzet. How are you doing, Pete? Well, I'm I'm getting even more nervous than I was from the DM that Josh sent me. He asked you about what our profanity uh, sensors would allow. He here. said, how obscene can I? I'll, I'll, the exact quote was, um, let me see, but, but, but. Let's see. How PG do I need to be? And then he said, I won't be obscene. I love you guys too much for that. <laughs> okay. Um, I am going to have my finger hovering over the mute button and the kick button here for Josh. So uh, please, I, I worrying about spags is enough on this show. But now to have a guest that uh, that's also a liability, I'm terrified. So we will do our best to navigate our pal Joshua through this one coming up here. And of course, if you want to be a viewer guest on this show, go right now to Apple Podcasts and give Splash Play five stars and a review on there. That is how we are sorting it out. We've gotten a few more reviews trickling in here from some lovely people out there, but help us continue to push those numbers up so we can crack that top 200 in the trending charts. I have one goal in life, and that is to be one of the top 200 mediocre podcasts that have reviews. So please go to Apple Podcasts, throw us five stars and a review. And of course, make sure to go check out Football Outs at footballoutsiders.com slash subscribe. A lot of great improvements going on. I know I don't talk a lot about my day job over at Edge Sports and Football Outsiders, but um, our product team has really been working hard on making Football Outsiders do a lot of great stuff, a lot of simpler processes on there uh, for data exports and really just everything across the board. DVOA, of course, is the big stat that you're talking about on every show out there, but it is going to be a clothing option, Joshua. Clothing <laughs> optional for Joshua, uh, but clothing is also optional over at footballoutsiders.com slash subscribe, and you'll never be caught with your pants down thanks to the quality data over at that site. Pete, do you like that plug? That was a that was a pro transition there. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. And also make sure you check the description down below. Pete has opened up the Splash Play store in his Overzet shop. And I think I got some merch coming my way, Pete, which you were the most helpful customer service person looking out for me in my upcoming move. And, and for that, I'm personally going to buy all my Splash Play merch through you from now on. Yeah, I mean, really, I get the only other options is the Teespring store. Did you delete that yet? Or are we are you still I, in it competition? might still be up there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you want just, you know, the 100% cotton with no polyester blend, head over to Spags' store. If you want the good stuff, uh, head down to overzet.myshopify.com. What's important because that's now, I guess I'm running the bootleg shop. I'm running yeah. on the quarter slinging some shirts and they can get some high quality things from Pete. Maybe they could save a little money going my way. There's... Yeah, it really sums up our show pretty well. Yeah. You zoom in on uh, Spags' store, the logo is actually just a complete knockoff. You know, when it's like if you go to China and buy the Versace handbags, you know, you're not getting the real thing. Yeah, I am personally drawing each logo in crayon before sending it out. So, <laughs> but check the description. You can see the merch store here. And we're going to be wearing some stuff on here. So, you'll be missing out if you don't get a beanie or a shirt or a dad hat, whatever else is out there along with us. So go check that in the description. But let's talk some week eight, week eight news, Pete. And this is a big one where no Devontae Adams, no Alan Lazard, both guys on the COVID list for tonight's game at Arizona. I know you put out the Fantasy Life newsletter and it looked like MVS would be playing, but now there are some reports saying that his status, quote unquote, doesn't look good. So the question I have for you, Pete, is if you had to set odds on MVS playing, what are they, first of all? And then second of all, what do you trust, if anything, on Green Bay with two major cogs of the offense, potentially three out tonight? Yeah, it seemed like things yesterday were trending in the right direction for MVS. And then, yeah, that most recent tweet I saw made it seem uh, less likely. So that would basically leave them with Randall Cobb, uh, Equinemius St. Brown, and Amari Rogers as the only active wide receivers. Uh, Robert Tunyon, of course, and then I think Mercedes Lewis uh, would also probably get some burn as the second tight end in this offense. So, yeah, they're down to a skeleton crew here at, at wide receiver. And I mean, considering they haven't 
really shown a willingness to use St. Brown and Amari Rogers a lot. I mean, this could be a 10 plus target game for Randall Cobb here, a seven or eight plus target game for Tunyon, or maybe they just decide to make it an AJ Dillon game and really rely on the run game. Although that could be tough if the Cardinals are putting up points. That was my question for you, because I know we talked on, on Monday about the Monday night football game with Alvin Kamara. And basically I think you chose him as captain, even though normally you wouldn't choose these guys that are so chalk, but it was one case where I was willing to acquiesce that because it was so hard to argue Alvin Kamara. He ended up having one of the greatest receiving days he's had in his entire career. That's chock full of them. But in this spot, Pete, I feel like this really could be something where people try to go to Randall Cobb. I know my instinct says to go there. Mario Rogers hasn't had that breakout day yet. Cause he just hasn't gotten the run to even have a chance to show if he's some version of Kadarius Sony or not as a rookie coming in, obviously. And then also, you know, Aaron Jones is there at under 10K for the showdown slate. And I feel like him at captain probably gonna be really highly owned, but there's definitely a world here where just given his touchdown share on the year, he's scoring about 32% of their touchdowns overall, including 27% of the receiving touchdowns. I think there's a decent possibility it all just ends up going his way. And then everybody playing these other receivers get left holding the bag. Yeah, uh, he was popping in the in the sim results. Both him and Kyler uh, are appearing in almost half of the lineups, one of them as the optimal captain, Kyler and Aaron Jones. So yeah, Aaron Jones looks like a good play. And you know the thesis makes sense that without the other wide receivers that he'll be used far more in the receiving game. He was barely used uh, last week in the receiving game, but they didn't really need it. Um, just kind of the game script they had. So yeah, his production is always all over the map, but... Uh, he always has that elite ceiling and this seems like a good spot for it. Yeah. There's only a six point favorite right now is Arizona at home, which is kind of surprising. We'll see if that line moves a little bit more with uh, both Adams and Lazard officially out. And we'll see if, if MBS status matters, but it's honestly a closer line than you would think for a skeleton crew. So a shot here that green Bay stays competitive and uh, choose your poison. We'll do it our, for ourselves when we build a lineup coming up in a little bit. Um, the same game, Pete, this is not, we usually don't talk defense too much, but this one just kind of made me sad. JJ Watt season ending surgery in a spot where we've talked about Arizona being a team that could potentially be in the super bowl, maybe even win the super bowl this year. They, can fight off the Rams and everybody else along the way. And I know JJ Watt, it's weird. The public persona with him has kind of gone different directions. People loved him. Then they thought he was a tryhard. Then it seemed like they back to, they're back to loving him again. I don't know. But I like the guy enough that it makes me sad that he makes this move, gets out of Houston finally after being so loyal there. And now he's out for the year. And, and the year where it really does feel like the Cardinals could win it all. Yeah, what were, I mean, give me, hit me with the football outsider stats. How, how was the Cardinals defense with him? Was he an above average contributor for them so far this year? Uh, the Arizona DVOA on the year has been minus 21% against the rush in particular, um, minus 21% as well. Then versus the pass, minus 9%. So they've been good across the board. And I think it's sort of hard to say, like, it's all J.J. Watt. I'm sure there's a lot more scheme fit things there. But you lose a guy like him who we know generates pressure is also pretty good against a run. You have to think it's going to take a hit. So I don't know what the movement's been, Pete. Um, I'm sure at Football Outsiders, they will give you more there. It could be a free article or it could be part of the footballoutsiders.com slash subscribe package. You'll have to find out for yourself. But I do think it's one of those spots where I just, I like the guy, like I like the guy. And I think it's sad for me to see somebody work that hard for that long. And then you're on the cusp of this thing. That's been so important to every football player, especially a guy like him. And just to not be able to be in the hunt down the stretch, I think is probably cripplingly depressing for him to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when the, you make the move to go from one of the worst teams to uh, a Super Bowl contender. And then to have that happen uh, out of the gate is, is definitely brutal. Yeah, so there's one thing I wanted to point out there and maybe does make the options a little bit more appealing uh, for the Packers tonight with no J.J. Watt, but we'll see how that uh, that effect matriculates up for the coming weeks here. Um, One take, Pete, that I saw, which I'm going to point out, and, and I like Mike Clay over at ESPN, but I, I will say this is sort of my, my lead in. Mark Ingram getting traded to the Saints before their game versus Tampa, and this take about my, uh, from Mike Clay, and I'll just read it out loud. He said, love Kamara and Ingram back together. Ingram should take some of the early down pressure off so Kamara can dominate in the pass game. And Pete, I don't know if this bothers you as much as it does me. And to be clear, I think Mike Clay is sharp. Like I've seen the projections. I think this take is just one you put out there and maybe don't think through all the way. But sometimes these mainstream fantasy takes like, I do not want Mark Ingram there. If I'm a guy who's got Kamara and best fall in a season long league, I don't want him taking goal line touches. I don't want him getting the ball on first down, second down. I don't want anything that impedes the volume, Pete. And I feel like that's one of those like, you know, kind of old school media takes that we, I think, operate completely differently on. So I don't know if you feel the same way I do or feel as strongly as I do, but that's just really bad advice coming from a guy that I normally do file away as being pretty sharp. I mean, I, I think I, I see both sides of it, right? Like Alvin Kamara, you don't want him 
you know, being in this 25 plus touch range a game just for his health. I think they, we definitely want a complimentary back in there. The rub is like, if he were to lose goal line carries and that, that absolutely sucks. But if he can keep goal line carries, keep his, you know, robust pass catching role, and then just go down from like 20 carries a game to 15, where he's still getting 20 plus opportunities, but they're all the, you know, what Ben Gretsch calls the high value touches in the passing game, in the red zone, at the goal line, then we're fine. And then I'm completely okay taking a little off of his plate there and just making sure that he has the durability to hold up because nothing would be worse for fantasy than to have him just as this monster workhorse for 13 weeks. And then he starts breaking down right when you need him. So, you know, they, they had to make a depth move um, there. Uh, they needed someone. We see very few, you know, running backs in the league that get the true bell cow usage we know he can do it but we've also known that he's gotten banged up at times throughout his career so i don't know i'm not too worried about this i I don't really think this trade moves the needle at all like if i was doing rest of season you know rankings for running back like it doesn't move alvin kamara in either direction for me See, I, I guess I would go differently. I think I would try to sell Kamara now coming off this game where he was so heavily involved. And I think as long as Taysom Hill is out, you are going to see a good amount of work going Kamara's way in that pass game. They clearly had a tough time scoring in the way that Taysom Hill, for all the things that you could detract from him, you know, from what he does with that offense, ruining the flow for Breeze previously, ruining flow for Jameis a little bit this year, taking away some red zone opportunities, some goal line opportunities. Like he clearly was successful getting into that end zone time and time again. And I think in this situation for me, you know, I like, I just think that you add in anybody to a room, especially a guy who was getting the ball more than anybody else in the league. We talked about that in numbers don't lie last week for what Ingram's role was in the Texans. I don't think he's going to be that dude, but I do think it's enough to chop, you know, just some value off of Kamara. And I'd be a little more afraid than not, but I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a net positive. I guess that'd be the question I have for you, Pete. Like, is there any way it's a positive? I feel like the durability thing is the one point you made where I could see it, but I feel like at best case, it's like a neutral thing. Yeah, no, that's my take is it's neutral. Okay. I think it's positive for durability, and I think it's uh, it's neutral for, for fantasy. We should talk about Houston, though, for the mm-hmm. fallout there, because I actually think that's a little bit more interesting. I know, uh, you know, Matthew had kind of the take that um, it's not – that interesting just because the Texans suck. And I get that. Like I think in, in most leagues, you're probably never starting these guys, but I am very desperate for running backs in a lot of leagues. And I think this is a fairly decent boost for both David Johnson, but primarily Philip Lindsay. And partly because the Texans have been willing to absolutely feed Mark Ingram. Of course, week one, when they hung with the Cardinals, he was getting a ton of carries. I think he had 26 carries. But even in the past couple of weeks, he had an 18-carry game, a 16-carry game. And I think Philip Lindsay is a better rusher, just like a pure, more explosive talent than Mark Ingram. So if he takes that over um, and David Johnson kind of stays in his similar role, I think that's going to be a, a, a nice fantasy contributor. He, his upside will be capped because he's not going to catch a ton of passes. But I think with the offense potentially getting to Rod Taylor back, if they're just a little bit more competent and able to stay in games, I think Philip Lindsay can be like a fringe running back to running back three type play in, in specific game scripts. And, and on my rosters, that's uh, very much welcomed. So you're saying he'd be really good in the game scripts where Houston's leading? <laughs> No, no, no. I'm saying the game scripts where it's not 10 plus points. Like, no, that's they, fair. I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I was saying, they, they were getting blown out and still giving Mark Ingram 18 carries. Like, they, so, I mean, if you're going to give Philip Lindsay 18 carries, um, I'm very interested in that. Are you buying any? And I think the one guy, like, I would ebb a little more towards David Johnson. I don't know if he's going to be available in enough leagues out there where that would matter, but I worry a little bit about the Scotty Phillips thing, which is a guy that I saw referenced in the Houston Chronicle article. A couple of the other articles about the situation have sort of referenced that as a jumping off point and saying that uh, the organization might want to get him some more looks. He doesn't jump out at all in player profile or as a guy who's had any sort of noteworthy uptick, but I guess for you, Pete, and I think this is how I would view it, where I would take whatever Texans running back you can get on waivers. If somebody took Lindsay already, I would take Phillips. If somebody took Phillips and Lindsay, I would take David Johnson. If all of them are gone, maybe you get a Rex Burkhead share and hope that somehow works out. But I guess, do you feel that strongly about Lindsay that he's going to be a much better play than a Scotty Phillips? Or would you just be willing to take whatever's there, basically? Yeah, no, I I do think that is the concern is, you know, they were using kind of three running backs before where Philip Lindsay was even getting a few carries kind of eating into Mark Ingram. So if a Scotty Phillips or a Rex Burkhead just backfills what Lindsay was doing, Lindsay steps into the Ingram, then you're in a three headed committee on a bad offense and then you're in bad territory. So it is making a bet that this will kind of more concentrate around David Johnson and Philip Lindsay. But that is I think that's certainly a risk. 
Um, and that same Saints game that uh, we were talking about a little bit ago, Antonio Brown not practicing on the Bucks side, Gronk limited. And I just want to point this one out because we'll hopefully know more by tomorrow about both these guys' statuses. But if Antonio Brown is out, like I didn't realize I was pulling some numbers for numbers don't lie this week. His target per route number over 28% of the time he's getting targeted when running a route. Gronk is at about 24%. Like it definitely makes a lot more sense why you saw Mike Evans and Chris Godwin both have monster days last week. And this spot against the Saints, like I feel like if these guys end up out again, I would want a lot of term exposure to eat, you know, probably one of Evans or Godwin, maybe stacking both up with Brady. But this spot, Pete, I feel like is really important this week. And it's one that with Antonio Brown, his injury kind of came out of nowhere. It seems like him not practicing. Maybe Gronk gets back in and that could screw things up a little bit. But if Antonio Brown's not in there, like that's a pretty big upgrade for Evans, Godwin and Gronk if he's in. Yeah, it's a, it's actually going to be an interesting situation for DFS because I think Godwin is going to be very popular. He's underpriced still at 6400 even with AB out. You know, he was 5900 last week and really mispriced. I think Evans and Gronk aren't going to catch a ton of ownership just because they're more expensive. I mean, Gronk coming back from injury at 4600 is just pretty pricey. Um, so then you're starting to wonder, do you want to get cute with a Tyler Johnson at 3,100? He only had two targets last week, but again, trying to find money on these slates is tough to come by. And I don't hate that for him. And I think you could also still consider OJ Howard at, at 3000 as well. So yeah, they're going to be an interesting team for tournaments, but I love the Brady double stacks. When Brady gets there, he's throwing four to five touchdowns. They don't take their foot off the gas from a passing perspective, even when they're winning. Um, so I, I'm interested in trying to find contrarian ways to play Brady double stacks this week. And hopefully we'll have that news on tomorrow's show, which we'll, we will be joined by the athletics. Arif Hassan will be back here after having one of our best showings and rider dive picks last year. And, and Pete, did you prepare him by the way, for the uh, insane turn that we've had in the show where um, last year he made some really sound advice and, and I think maybe help win people some money out there. And this time he is stepping into the game. The Thunderdome basically is what rider dive picks has become. Yeah, I have not uh, prepped him for the new version of Ride or Die. I need to send him a DM after this show. Yeah, just make sure he's aware of what he's stepping into. You can see one of our favorite guests from last year will be back again. We're excited to have him on tomorrow's show. So tune in 2.30 Eastern, 11.30 Pacific time. Uh, one other injury, I guess a couple more injuries to hit through real fast. Dawson Knox officially going to be out versus Miami. His 33% receiving TD share now gone into the wind. Tommy Sweeney uh, priced a little bit above minimum salary heading into Sunday and a spot that could be a blood against Miami based on the totals right now, Pete. But I feel like Tommy Sweeney to me in cash games as your tight end, I feel like has to be the dude. And then for tournaments, I, that price point he's going to open up a lot of things and he showed the ability to get a touchdown last week basically the second that Dawson Knox went out I don't think Dawson Knox is like some stellar talent I you could certainly see more love go Diggs way go Emmanuel Sanders way go Cole Beasley's way but how are you feeling about Tommy Sweeney in this spot and I guess if you needed a tight end really bad would you pick him up in season long yeah so he wasn't really on my radar uh for this week just because I do think they're I think Dan Arnold who's a hundred dollars cheaper is an even better play than Tommy Sweeney. Uh, but I also think he's going to be more popular. So I could, I could maybe see that. And I do think you can rarely go wrong, especially in small field DFS tournaments of just tossing the tight end with your stack. You know, if you're running Josh Allen double stacks, especially in super small field stuff, like if you want to run a Diggs Sanders and toss in a 2,900 Tommy Sweeney and just, you know, hope that Josh Allen throws for four touchdowns and rushes one in, which isn't outside the realm of possibility against the Dolphins. I, I don't mind that. But yeah, he doesn't seem to be projecting super well. He seems similar to Adam Troutman at 2,700, Johnny Smith at 2,800, and then I do prefer Dan Arnold. So he's not screaming uh, out to me, but uh, I'll, I'll, I'll dig in a little deeper. You're still getting some red zone targets, still getting some end zone targets, only 0.2 per game. But for a guy like Sweeney, who's been the backup tight end, that's meaningful to point to. So uh, another thing we could debate more coming up in the uh, tomorrow show. But I do think Sweeney interesting to me, but not a guy I would certainly be building my entire weeks around. Uh, T.Y. Hilton status up in the air at home versus Tennessee. I feel like this is one I'm, I throw in T.Y. Hilton. Of course, Pete, you know, my love for the old guys. But um, I think this is an important one. Like I think Michael Pittman, Moali Cox get a lot more appealing without T.Y. out there. If T.Y. Hilton is out there, he's definitely always a GPP play, especially against a fellow AFC South team, but do you have any care at all for what T.Y. Hilton's doing in week eight? Um, not for him particularly, but like you said, I kind of, uh, I think Michael Pittman's going to be fairly popular if Hilton is out. I almost would kind of want Hilton to play and then keep Michael Pittman Jr.'s ownership 
in check because Michael Pittman at 5,300, if you can catch him sub 10%, right now I'm seeing him like 12 or 13%, and that'll probably go up if Hilton's ruled out. Um, I, I'm interested in Pittman. He looked really good, he, and he's looked good most of this season. Yeah, definitely benefits with Hilton not out there. Uh, so something to keep an eye on that hopefully, again, we'll know tomorrow. Uh, last news item here, Sterling Shepard back at practice before Monday Night Football Kansas City. So obviously a lot of time there. Kenny Galladay, Saquon Barkley, Kadarius Tony Limited working on the sidelines. So uh, that can go either way there. Uh, but Pete, another guy coming back into the roster here for a Giants team that I feel like on Monday Night Football gets Kansas City with how they've been you know, banged up, underperforming throughout the year. I think this is kind of an important one. Obviously, it's showdown, so it would be important anyway. But um, for season long, too, like Shepard being back in, I think he's probably a pretty high upside play, especially if you do have those three stars for the Giants not making it back in. Yeah. What what was the latest on uh, Galladay? So Galladay, uh, Saquon, and uh, Tony were all like working on the sidelines, I okay. guess. So they, I don't think they were actually you know performing during any actual part of practice, but they were there and, and somewhat suited up, I guess. Yeah, I think that's going to be a very fun uh, showdown slate, like you said. And uh, I, I can see that game going over the total. I think we could see a lot of points in that game. The Chiefs are desperate uh, to get back off the schneid with how poorly they've been playing. And yeah, I'll be curious to see how the depth chart shakes out there. I mean, Darius Slayton um, has been playing really well. Ben Gretsch uh, wrote him up in Stealing Signals, kind of talking about his role. Um, he's at... a 0.25 targets per route run. Um, and he's been drawing like a ton of volume with those guys out. So I think he could be interesting as well if those guys continue to miss. So now, Pete, it's about that time here. Hey, we need to pander for likes. If you're watching on Peach Channel or the Splash Play Channel, please hit that like button right now. Helps us out a bunch. Helps us get seen by more people. And it also helps out every YouTube content creator out there just for the algorithm benefits. So if you like something on YouTube or even if you just tolerate it and you're hanging out, hit the like button. It does help us all out. Um, we got Wallace in the chat, though, asking because we're about to do one of our silly bits, Pete. But Wallace wants to know, hey, I want to know where's Wallace, Stringer? Where's Wallace? Where's Wallace? For all my Wire fans out there. Second of all, is Pete an island boy tonight? How do you, are you feeling about that peter are you an island boy i'm an island boy that's gonna captain aaron jones what are you doing with your lineups i'm an island boy i wish mvs were back on that preseason height you need to pick up the slack us doing island boy proved to be pretty polarizing some people loved it others really hated it but we're island boys and it's Thursday night football. Like who's going to give up on the beat first? I bet it's Pete. <laughs> Can I do island boy crystal ball? Because I don't want to talk like a gypsy lady. Well, if you're an island boy, you kind of sound like Miss Cleo. So I guess the beat fits when you're combining it all together. <laughs> all right, let's get into it. I'm paired into my crystal ball. All right, it's, I guess I lose. I'm dropping the bit first. I'm putting on the shawl. It's time for a little low probability crystal ball where we embrace our inner soothsayers on the chat. Eric Belair saying unsubscribe. Frankie, our boy of the Pasta House Company, saying, oh, Jesus. <laughs> I think people don't respect. There isn't enough freestyle island boy music in the DFS community. I yeah, think we're bringing it. We are bringing it. It was so hard as I really just want to do the rest of the show in that voice. And I had to really stop myself. Honestly, with how the shows are shaping up here, I know uh, we're, we're moving some show timings around, which I guess we should talk about here too. Like maybe we do just a full show in Island Boy. <laughs> God, don't tempt me with a good time. <laughs> but it is time, the low probability crystal ball, where we are going to look into our various crystal balls and come up with some uh, very unlikely situations. And now I got to get into like a different character, which is the hard part. But Pete, why don't you look into your ball first, which of course comes with a lot of great takes and also a lot of bad ones potentially as well. No, I have never had a bad take in my life, and we are really continuing to show our character range here, just seamlessly pivoting from island boy to crystal balls. Let me look deep in here, okay? I know Jamichael Hasty gets used in the passing game, but I'm extremely bullish on Eli Mitchell. He has taken over that backfield in San Francisco. Trey Sermon is nothing but a speck of dust floating through the cosmos. I see Eli Mitchell tattoo the Bears defense for 24 carries, 132 yards, and a touchdown, Spags. But what my crystal ball keeps telling me is that Pete loves bringing up Eli Mitchell at every turn, yet he hasn't paid off since week one. Why, do, why does your crystal ball have this pro-Eli Mitchell agenda? Mine wonders quite heavily. 
Did you see what Eli Mitchell's stat line was last week? Or did you blank that out of your memory because you hate how successful I am? I was actually in the sauna during Sunday Night Football, so I missed the game. But tell me more about Eli. Wait, you've been going to the sauna? <laughs> Never mind. I can't get distracted right now with all that hot Stevie sauna talk. <laughs> all the saucy sauna talk will actually head to another warm domain of Arizona. And tonight, everyone will line up to play their Randall Cobb. They'll know the connection that Aaron Rodgers has brought for years, demanding Randall Cobb come back into this life. But no, the crystal ball says go a different direction. Sure, Aaron Jones looks great. And any chalk donkey could tell you, play him at captain as much as you please. But Amari Rodgers, another young rookie, another strapping young man, small in stature, big in heart. He will appear tonight, Peter, as the showdown winning captain that nobody has forced has foreseen coming oh and the very nice picks bags it's almost like we're doing ride or die and you just did a 50 pointer <laughs> very very off the wall of you this is the low probability crystal ball though and your picks seem to have a lower probability than i can even fathom which means i must give our people a true look into the future something that can portend great fortune for our viewers and what do i see here i see none other then a Devonta Smith on the Eagles. All of the attention, the globe, the force, the inertia of the world pulling people to Jalen Hurts, to Kenneth Gainwell, to Boston Scott, to Dallas Goddard. And yet a man so forgotten, so thin, so chicken-leggy who can find his way <laughs> into the end zone is none other than rookie Devonta Smith who scores a touchdown for the first time since I believe week one. My ball is not showing all of the box score stats how I want them to right now. But I love me some Devonta Smith this week. It's good to hear that your crystal ball doesn't chase the box scores quite as much as you do, my friend. But I will say for me, I'll go to a real low probability situation, one that no one will see coming. The Miami Dolphins, creatures of the warmth, they will head into the cold world of the Bills Mafia. And not only will they cover, they will cover pretty well and have a great fantasy day for several Miami Dolphins, including one Miles Gaskin, the pass catcher that Miami has looked for ever since Patrick Laird has was is he still on the team? I don't even know the crystal ball doesn't keep up on seventh string running backs i suppose fuck off and keep my man patrick laird off of your lips he might be getting elevated from the practice squad with malcolm brown going to ir and then you will eat a crow and you will choke on it i <laughs> wait so am i eating the crow or am i choking on it you'll choke on it for trying to slander the great laird and savior the Laird and Savior hopefully will pop back up in time for week 18 with the Dolphins season quickly losing relevance. But either way, I, my crystal ball is out at two takes, Pete. Does yours have a third? No, I was looking at it and it is fresh out. I keep shaking it and nothing is coming out. I feel like a lot of what I do with the crystal ball ends up rubbing it kind of sensually like a bald man's head. <laughs> Same. See? Okay, good. We're out of here. You look more like Jon Snow than a psychic, yeah. I have to say. Thank yeah. you. He's and it's a fitting because you know nothing, Peter Oversett, is what I would say. Thank you. Thank you. There we go. All right. Is it that time, Pete, where we bring on our special guest, Joshua, the wild card of the show? Of course, our viewer guest bits have been one of our favorites to have on here. Lots of great guys joining recently. And today we have our guy, Joshua, a big Julio Jones fan, a big Peter Oversett and Chris Spaggs fan, and a man who's apparently building anticipation for his debut by... I got a DM from him a few minutes ago that said, can I get a chair turn entry? Well, Josh, Hi, guys. there it is. Welcome to the show. You nailed the chair turn. What do we got going on here? Oh, God. What is you're pouring the coffee in a very salt bayish fashion? That's right. A nod don't do me. That's right. I do that on my, my morning shows. Joshua, I appreciate that. Is there like the udders were uh, very uh, visceral on that mug? You can only <laughs> oh, drink from the top, though. Oh, God. It was really hard to come on after Bag was rubbing the crystal ball for a second. I thought I might have needed a minute, but I'm good to go. <laughs> Eric in the chat saying nice teats, which I think is the only time you can get away with saying this show in that context. So good job by Eric squeezing that in. Uh, Josh, you know, you, you feel a little bit uh, like a loose cannon. You Do you promise not to get us canceled today? Um, yes. Okay, you don't even realize super I went full bro. I did the hat. Come yeah. on. What you come on my show, you know how I dress every week. You're duping me. I'm not duping you. Exactly. You didn't even recognize the dupe. 
Dude, I uh, I mean, everyone just wears a backwards hat these days, so it's the that's chalk. It's yeah, the chalk. That's, that's a sign you were ready for one of these shows is that you, in fact, owned a hat and were able to turn it backwards. I think that's really the one licensing <laughs> agreement that we have. Uh, Will you is asking the question. What's that? It is on its way. Um, should be here today. Um, there is going to be a Gino jersey burning for you guys because he absolutely <laughs> burned my lineups uh, last Monday whenever he played. Yeah, last Monday. He was Monday. in the winning was lineup. He's still terrible. Yeah, he lost my fantasy don't, football. Don't don't burn the jersey. I, we want you to wear it with pride. We, we need a photo it. of you in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll send it to you. Uh, Chris. Okay. Yeah. yeah, preferably holding the teats as well. I think if you. <laughs> that's, that's what we're looking for here. But um, let's let's do the uh, the numbers don't lie segment here. Of course, where we we like to bring our viewer guests in immediately and subject them to the lies that I have Pete weed through every single week. Where I'll read three stats. Two are true. One is a lie. And, and Josh, I know you you know this show pretty well. So do you feel ready for the the gauntlet I'm going to throw down here of these stats? Of course, I've been studying for months and months. All right. Pete, are you ready? um, I'm never ready for your bullshit, but I'm as prepared as I can be. All right. Let's get into it. Numbers don't lie. Three stats here. Two are true. One is a lie. First one up out of all. This is actually this is a real wordy one. I don't know what I was thinking. (laughs) Out of all the receivers playing over 35 snaps per game, Cooper Cup leads the NFL in targets per route run. The 32 percent rate. Number two is the covid stricken Devontae Adams. The 31.4 percent targets per route run rate. Number three may also not be a surprise. Debo Samuel, 29.3 percent rate. Would you expect the currently banged up Chase Claypool to be number four? One of our former Splash Play mascots currently sits right behind Debo, the 28.9% target per out run rate. Interesting to note, with Claypool's possible return in Week 8, Pete, how did that feel for you to have to hear all of that? Um, It was honestly less uh, uh, awful than I thought it was going to be. That one is, I mean, you do not associate Chase, Chase Claypool in the same vein as those other wide receivers, more of a downfield target. But he has been seeing a lot of increased targets, especially with Juju out. I'm on the fence on this one. It's see my gut reaction is it's false, but it seems like you would include it for that reason. What are you thinking, Josh? hundred percent false. Okay. You have more confidence than me. Yeah, that, was, that was a lot of confidence or maybe too much. We'll find out as we get the rest of these stats on the other end of the spectrum, maybe something less counterintuitive in the targets per route run numbers. DeAndre Hopkins is one of the highest snap counts in the league at around 62 per game, but a 17.8% target per route run rate is among the worst of stud wide receivers behind Russell Gage from Atlanta and a 17.9% rate and barely he- ahead of another former splash play mascot, Robbie Anderson. He's got a 17.4% route per or target per route run rate. Uh, Josh, you heard that number there. You know DeAndre Hopkins, the uh, the bane of the fantasy community, I guess, in some respects, but does kind of get there from time to time. Uh, how do you feel about that number? I'm going to go with false again. Spaggers, you spit okay. out information so fast. <laughs> it's- yeah, do, do, it, do it a little slower. Let's do that one again. Oh, you just want to make me do more work, it sounds like. But okay, on the other end of the spectrum, on the other end of the spectrum, there may be something less common. Okay, then just go to the third one if this is what we're going to do. DeAndre Hopkins, highest snap counts in the league, 17.8% target per route run rate, which is ahead ahead of Robbie Anderson behind Russell Gage. That's the summary there. Stat number three, we've talked about receivers, so let's show some love to the running backs out of the guys over 12 rushing attempts per game. Nick Chubb, Jonathan Taylor, and James Robinson are tops in the league in the yards after contact per attempt numbers. But number four may be a bit of a surprise after he's actually been a healthy scratch recently. The Raiders' Peyton Barber. Barber's 4.0 yards after contact per attempt is actually higher than his rushing yards per attempt mark of 3.9. Do we have a minimum threshold on carries for this one, Spags? It was all guys over 12 per game. Okay. 12 carries per game. game. Yes, one game. For one game, yeah, because Barber just had that one good game. No, he played like three weeks there, but he had the one outlier. I so my gut is that number two is wrong because I mean we had the game two weeks ago where DeAndre Hopkins I think had three targets and he was like on the field a ton running a lot of routes. So that that seems off to me. I feel like Claypool is the one that's supposed to seem off, but is actually correct. I think I think number two is the lie. All right, Josh, you heard them all here. Which one do you think is a lie out of these three stats? Well, I already said one, so I got to stick with one. 
Okay, so Josh is in fact right. It is not Chase Claypool. The numbers are correct. It's in fact Deontay Johnson who's number four in the league in terms of targets per route run. Clay Chase Claypool just uh, kind of a nobody, I guess, compared to Deontay Johnson. So that was the <laughs> kind of a nobody. Get out of here with your fucking agenda with these things. I mean, it's more that it hurts me that we really we cast our lot for Chase Claypool early on, and he has not lived up to the hype. But Deontay Johnson, though, going against Cleveland, I feel like a pretty pretty nice GPP play. No. Get out of here. Claypool is the better play. <laughs> All right. Well, Josh, let's talk about you real fast. Cause I know, honestly, I don't know enough about Josh. Like Josh has DM Pete and me for a while now. And like, uh, certainly a guy that I respond to more than most people out there. So kudos to Josh for being able to get that out of me, but also you're a Navy guy, right? Like, is that I, or am I just misreading your thumbnails? No, I was a Navy guy, no longer a Navy guy. How was that experience for you? First of all, thank you for your uh, whatever you've done for our country. But second of all, how was that experience for you? Because I feel like if you got it on your photo on social media, like you must be a proud Navy guy on some level. Um, it was great. I got to deploy. I got to see a lot of things that a lot of young people don't get to see. Got to be in a bunch of third world countries. Um, got to go travel and do everything I wanted as a young man. So it was an amazing experience. Um, got to serve my country. Got my GI Bill out of it. Um, can't really say anything bad about the service. That's awesome. Yeah, man, yeah. I mean, that's definitely nice to hear. And I guess for you, how did you then make the shift into being so into fantasy? I know you've been doing well with NBA. Josh told me a little bit about his success there, but you're also playing NFL, which is uh, we uh, a world of variance, as we all know, by uh, doing that week after week. But what made you kind of become so into this in a way that you are DMing guys like me and Pete? Um, sliding into your DMs, I mean, you know. Um, it's just pretty tempting. So... You don't know that, yeah. <laughs> On deployment, you don't really have a ton of stuff to do, so I really got into football um, more than like the normal person, I guess you would say, probably like you guys both did. Um, and from there, just deeper and deeper every day, I try to learn everything I can, whether it's about offense, defense. Um, I don't just focus on what good wide receivers there are. I look at what defenses are playing against. Um, last week, somebody on this show was touting um, a Bears quarterback. I don't know if you guys know, I don't know who, who that was. was. Probably somebody didn't Probably know. Probably know. 30 attempts for a game against uh, Tampa. And mm -hmm. yeah, I played him in DFS. It was not a good week. No. But you it gotta, was a you terrible gotta try week. it, then you know. Yeah. I mean, thank you Anything for Anything else you'd like to get off your desk? Not to play Josh. a Bears quarterback. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're all in agreement there. We all had to learn that the hard way at a certain point. It's going to really the shittiest part about Justin Fields when he does have a good game is going to be that I will be so browbeaten and I won't be playing him that week. But I'll I'll feel some you know, some symptoms of pride. I guess some symptoms, some symptoms of losing a lot of money, but also some feelings of pride. There um, you go. Four points he got. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, not the best for Justin Fields. But let's do our Thursday night football showdown DFS lineup build. Where of course tonight we got that Packers Cardinals game. Gonna be a weird one. And of course we do have Josh here help to help us out here. Go pick by pick, building up a lineup for you guys out there. So hit that like button. Our picks are only going to be as good, or the lineup is only going to be as good as the amount of likes we get. That's always the way it goes. We got Green Bay getting 22 implied points. Arizona 28.5 implied points. And Joshua, you heard all about the various injuries here. We got no, uh, no Devonte Adams, no Allen Lazard, maybe no MVS. So, uh, Pete, if you want to pull up the lineup while we do this, but who would be your first pick here? Go with a captain, go with a flex, follow your heart. Yeah, let me get this uh, um, pulled up here. Go for it. Uh, we got it pulled up right now. So, I think we're going to stick with Spags guy, but not at captain in the flex. And we're going to go with Randall Cobb. Okay. Okay. Hard to argue that Randall Cobb, certainly the one guy who's gotten some target share, the one guy who's gotten some touchdown share. I know people were touting a little bit of equanimous St. Brown, and uh, you can really pick any receiver here and, and hope that they work out. So, Pete, who would you follow that one up with? Yeah, let's go. Uh, let's go. I'll do captain and I'll do uh, Aaron Jones here in the captain slot for us. Okay. I, it's a solid lineup already. So, we are playing and we are doing single entry too. So, I think it does make a lot of sense to go Aaron Jones there. Um, I feel like I got to take a Cardinal here and I will take the one guy that we know is going to get production regardless of what happens around him. Let's put in Kyler Murray. Okay. All right, Josh, it's back to you. We have just under seven K remaining for three players each. I'm feeling kind of slotty today. Um, let's go some AJ green. Ooh, I look, I think we all know that's a great pick. The guy who's basically been as good as DeAndre Hopkins, but without any of the hype behind him, none of the hype machine here. AJ Green, a guy that only the sharpest touts knew going into the year would be useful, and that's what I'd say. Did you write that joke ahead of time, Josh, the slotty one? You wish, Pete. You wish. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> if, that, if that was improvised, it's all allowed. If you wrote that, if you've been marinating on that joke all day, though, you're canceled. <laughs> We only do improv on this show, and if we write anything out, it has to be really overwritten and hackneyed. Yeah. Is the way the COVID-stricken Devonte Adams. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off! <laughs> I'm so, being a broadcaster, Pete. You should try it sometime. <laughs> uh, who okay. do you want? Yeah, let me uh, let me put someone in here. I saw um, someone in the chat earlier begging for a Rondell Moore game. I mean, if we're going Kyler here, um, DeAndre Hopkins sounds like is going to play, but is still a game time decision. So uh, if he's a little banged up, um, let's get Rondell Moore in here for our Kyler Murray double stack. All right. So we got a lot of money left. It seems for me. And I guess what I would do here, just knowing the lineup we've built, we got some chalk here or there and Jones, a captain. Let's go with James, not James Cardinal, rather. Let's go with Chase Edmonds as a running yeah. back here. So leave some salary on the table, pass up the very obvious higher priced guy. I think that's, that works for me, Pete, if it works for you. I, this is honestly probably one of my favorite lineups we've built for Showdown on the show. This seems like a legitimately good lineup to me. No Aaron Rodgers, which I think is the one thing you could have some fear of, that he's just going to get a little more touchdown work. But I, I agree. It's a solid lineup. Leaves money on the table. Josh, you feel good about your first foray here in a lineup building live? Of course. Very there good. Go. Oh, All right. Pete, uh, I wanted to say, if you would have DM me the other day, you would have won your NFT. Uh, Spags, I think, has it in his DM, the line, one of my lineups from that day. But you would have won your NFT. Wait, what What NFT? The NBA one you tried, the frog? Oh, the Crypto Toads? Yeah. You had the winning lineup that night? I didn't enter that contest, but I had what would have been the winning lineup in that contest. Really? And you didn't DM yes. it to me? You don't <laughs> even answer DMs. I, Josh, I was literally DMing with you this morning once... I realized you were coming on the show. I said, I got to get on this guy's good side. scared and we're like, gosh, no, 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 no. <laughs> hey, you know what? I have, this is what, this is what happens, Josh, and why I have to be selective with my DMs is because once you open the door to the DMs, then they can just come at all hours. You know what I mean? Like, DMs at all hours. That's it. So I sometimes will have to do the, you know, quick uh, block and then unblock. So you go back into the DM gate. That's a little pro tip. What do you mean manipulative? I just have this stream of DMs coming at me all day. I mean, I will say I get, so I get a lot of DMs and Pete, I'm, I'm not going to out, but there's somebody who's really nice. He's in, a big fan of Pete's who does DM me a lot. And then sometimes there's just too much for me to read and reply to. And I just give up and um, I'm very appreciative of this person's support, but definitely Pete, you do have some chatty Cathy's I think in your ecosystem that I, I could see why you would, but that's just no, not me. I just ignore them. The thing is, is it's not people I know. And Josh, initially I didn't recognize your username. These are when strangers message me like one question <laughs> and they get you to answer. And they'll sometimes do what Josh did. And he just wrote Pete. That's all he wrote. There was no question. No, I wrote Peter. Peter. Hi, Peter. Okay, what what am I supposed to do with that, John? That's then what did I what did I say after though? I don't remember. You said <laughs> exactly. you said uh you said something uh that made me very scared for your performance on the show today. <laughs> it was just a dick pic, but but not a good one. Like <laughs> all right, so this, a limp one. This is what he, a limp he one. said. No, and then he said, I don't know if you are ready for this, Pete. <laughs> that is a little well, <laughs> ominous, I would Love say. Man. <laughs> we, okay. We also um, have to give our ride or die picks for this game. I know we can we can get sidetracked here and fill some time talking about DMs, but <laughs> no. uh, we appreciate all the support out there. And Josh knows, like, I reply to DMs. I just reply to them whenever I am looking at Twitter and paying attention. Uh, but I, I get back to people as best I can. Unless you send me four or five in a row and they're really wordy, then I'm just then I'm like, oh, what am I? What am I at the New York Times? Is what I say to myself. <laughs> Well, let's do our ride or die picks for the Thursday night football game. We we built the lineup, so feel free to poach that as you guys want out there. Uh, but Josh, we'll let you go first here. Who would you like as a ride or die pick? And obviously, you know, uh, for these island games, these island games, we do like to do a showdown captain. It, um, do, yeah. I can't dupe you. Is that what you were going to say, Pete? No, no, you can. you can. I'm duping you. Aaron Jones. Okay. You dupe me hard, bro. I'm feeling it. <laughs> That's a great pick. All right, Pete, what would you want? Um, well, I took the chalk pick last show and took Kamara and that was too much of a layup. So I'll go, I'll get a little more creative. I'll do chase Edmonds as the, uh, the captain. 
think that's a savvy one. I would say for me, I got to go with what the crystal ball tells me. There is a reason why we do the crystal ball segment. And that's because we have to pick guys like Amari Rogers, a captain, save all the money and load up on all the Cardinals is what I'd say. Wow. Look, <laughs> you said this, it was a 50 pointer, right, Pete? So I'm going to take that one right to the, the old ride or die picks bank. The Sims do not like that thing. No, I, I would have, <laughs> you know, the thing, Pete, it's a very small sample size for Amari Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, all right. Is it time for low ball? It is time for low ball, of course, where we do now. We've, we've covered Thursday night football as best we can. If you have any more questions or whatever, feel free to drop in the chat because I think we're making pretty good time today, whether it be for us or for Josh. But it is time to do our low ball lineup for week eight, where we will compete against Josh here to do the worst lineup that we can for week eight. And, and, and you know, with how NFL's running sometimes, Josh, I feel like this could be easier than building a good lineup. Can I? I need to pass along. The yes. So we need to bring something up. Justin Freeman uh, from Run the Sims. He left a comment in the Splash Play Discord. Did you see this comment, Spags? Uh, no, I must have missed it. All right. So he said, recommendation to solve the blatant cheating in these low ball drafts. Any player who scores exactly zero points counts as an auto loss. Keeps everyone away from the sketchy, questionable guys, the dudes who are guaranteed bagels. Cough. Blazing game <coughs> and sticks what? to the spirit what about Willis <laughs> and, and sticks to the spirit of the game, which has been left by the wayside by this gang of angle shooting near do wells. Wow. I didn't know Justin Freeman was bringing comments like that. I'm seeing it now on my screen. I don't go on the discord for one morning and all of a sudden. <laughs> so I, the sentiment of this message, I very much agree with. I don't know. An auto loss seems rough. Let's go with this. Let's up the penalty to 2x their average points per game. I think let's just make it 20 flat, so it's easy. Okay, 20 flat? Yeah. All right. No no matter who it is. Like, even if it's a Latavius Murray who averages six yep. points a game, it's a 20. 20 flat. They just get 20, and you're probably fucked. But then you can game it if it's like... A questionable Devonte. I guess you still don't want to take twenty points. I think you're player. you're going to be like winning most cash games and most like three player games if you have guys scoring twenty across the board. All right, new rule: right. zero equals twenty. Okay, done, done. All That's right, very fair to me, I think. And thank you to Justin Freeman over at Run the Sims. Use promo code Pete to get that kind of reasonable Judge Judy style takes on when we are doing bits on the show. Uh, all right. Should we? Do we? Have we been given uh, our guest of honor the first pick here? I feel like that's what we do. We're just gentlemen like that. So, yeah, Josh can go first. Yep. So, I'm going to go with uh, Pete's boy, Justin Fields, as my quarterback. <laughs> oh, God. This is how you extract revenge. <laughs> yeah, that, that's pretty hard to argue, I would say. Oh, I got to remember to build the lineup on the you – know, No, I'll, I'll send screenshots, and then we'll, we'll get the three-man. Well, going. I want to do it the way that you showed me that I now I can hand-build the lineup without even entering it anywhere. I feel like that's, that's oh, yeah. truly the mark of a – a quality human being from what i know do you want the you want the middle or the turns um you can take the middle i feel like i like it in the turn okay um i i do like i have very much been enjoying eating up salary with defenses um i think i'm going to do i think i'm going to do bucks on the road at new orleans 4200 seems like a lot especially with how much the saints like to run the ball um, I don't think we'll see as many potential turnovers there. So I'm going to burn some salary there. All right. And I will go then. So I get the two picks. I think that's a solid move by Pete. Um, got to take somebody overvalued. You know what? I will go against the guy that I made my thesis. I took a stand against that bully, Mike Clay. I'll say Alvin Kamara is going to be my running back to eat up some salary and be materially affected by Mark Ingram coming Listen, in town. I can't believe, first of all, that that tweet made you so upset. <laughs> and two, that you're just like, I mean, where, what, how far down do you think Alvin Kamara is getting knocked down because of Mark Ingram coming back? I think he loses a couple goal line touches. I think maybe gets Tampa Bay. They're they're going to be prepared for how much New Orleans is going to try to do the short passing thing that they've given up a lot of production to. So I think a lot of things blowing against Alvin Kamara here if I had to choose. Mm. And I'm just trying to start a blood feud with Mike Clay because I didn't get a job at ESPN over the summer. So I think this is... All right, Spag, say that for after hours. Um, (laughs) I get one more here. Um, another beef with someone at ESPN or another thing <laughs> that Matthew Barry, I know he's been great to us, but it's no, I, I will say for me, I will, you know what? I'll go against a guy that uh, Pete has gone against far too many times and got burned by it last week, but he's due for a come down game. Jamar chase. Come on down. You fantastic rookie bastard. 
Yeah, um, I've gone to Jamar Chase back-to-back weeks, and I am glad that you are doing this for me here. Saving you from yourself, really, more than anything. Yeah, he is. Um, I I like that pick, but yeah, boy, can that backfire. <laughs> yeah, it could really hurt. He could put up 40 like he did last week. Yeah, um, okay, I am going, I'm back here. I'm going to do Damian Harris. Um, he's been a guy that's just really benefited from positive game scripts, and I think on the road, at the Chargers here is not a Damian Harris game, and he's too expensive at 6,100. So I don't see a lot of catches for him. I see like a you know a 13 for 54 line. So I'll play Damian Harris. Okay, that's a reasonable one. And also, Will is saying, yikes, taking chase against the Jets. The thing is, when you go against the Jets, the scoring comes easy, just like a, a nice dish of rigatoni over at the pasta just house. Stop. <laughs> All right. It uh, is back to uh, the freaking Julio guy. So do we have to spend all of our salary or what can we have left over? We have a $500 cushion. So we have to get up to 59.5. So can I get Allen Robinson? You can. And that Brandon Ayuk? 59.5? What? <laughs> Are you doing a FanDuel lineup? Do you think you said 59.5? five? 59.9. 49.5. 49.5. God. <laughs> whatever i like that you corrected and then corrected the wrong number <laughs> it's just like the worst round of prices right ever josh gets another pick though so Actually, uh, speaking mind. of DraftKings, the uh the deposit kingdom rake free league is up i have it pinned in the chat it's in the show notes down below uh 470 entries this week i asked for 469 they said their system can only do even numbers so it's 470 Oh, that's sad that they wouldn't give you that one. I feel like that would have been a nice win for the overset brand. Really the man's brand more than anything. Yeah, it would have been nice. Uh, He did tell me that it's okay if I tried to make it be one entry of overlay and only 469 entries. Uh, But there is no way that whoever registers drunk for this uh, on Friday night. No, no, someone's going to fill it. There's a way. How, Josh? I'll I'll back out at 959.59. (laughs) <laughs> okay that is dedication to a bit that which we really support more than anything on this show yes i i do appreciate that dedication um okay let's do i'm gonna go ahead and do i'm gonna do Cortland sutton um i think with jerry judy coming back um Cortland sutton's been used pretty deep down the field i think his targets are gonna get eaten into a bit with judy i think this will be a grosser lower scoring game so let's chew up some salary with Cortland sutton all right, I will take a guy that, oh, man, he's due for a bounce back game. I don't know. I shouldn't do that way. You know, what? I'll take a guy that's actually coming off of a really good game. I think overpriced as a result going against a defense that has actually not been great against wide receiver ones, according to Football Outsiders DVOA. But I'm going to take Terry McLaurin uh, here, which is eating up some more salary with a guy that I feel like is a bit overpriced because of recent results. And that's that's been my low ball strategy, Pete, which I feel like you might not agree with. I don't agree with anything you do, and okay. uh, this pick is is not different in that capacity. Well, that's hurtful then. Um, <laughs> I will say I will also soak up a little more salary and take a defense here, and I'll take one that um, is honestly not terrible, but still probably overpriced. The Steelers at 4,300 will be my defense for low ball. Yeah, they that looked good to me. I was debating between Steelers and Bucks. Yeah, I mean, the Bucks I get a little more high priced. You know, the the Rams, certainly one that people uh, may actually want to pay 5K for it. I would not do that in many tournaments. Yeah, all right. It is back to me. I think I think I want to go the shitty uh, quarterback route. Um, let's go ahead. I am going to dupe you. You know what? I'm going to do. Hmm. I'm going to do Roethlisberger. Ooh. All right. So yeah, I was gonna say, are you leveraging off my pick? You're not leveraging off of it. <laughs> you, you want me to leverage. Off I want you to leverage so bad. I won't give you that attention to your pick <laughs> as if it even needed leveraging. How dare you? I'm the <laughs> low ball King right now. Uh, I'm pretty sure we're co-kings. We've we're one right one, now right? after, you know, cause the, the crown passes back and forth each week. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah, it's like defending your title. Like if you show up and lose, like I'm the champ now. Yeah, well, you won because you skirted the rules. I'm the I'm the captain now. Anyway, Joshua, what do you want? You got two picks here. <laughs> um, Mike Williams. Okay, that pick looks good to me. I was thinking about it. I was thinking about it. He's definitely overpriced, too. He, he and McLaurin, I think, were both in that same price range of a little bit too high. 
and um, Steelers defense. Steelers defense. Wait, I just took the no, no, yeah, he, they're gone, oh. they're gone, dude. You're well, trying to the do Rams bags. I mean, look okay. when you when you see a great lineup like that, hard not to. There you <laughs> go. All right, so the Rams, you have fifty seven hundred per. I'm at fifty five. Spags doing well. Can go forty three hundred per here. Let's see. Um, you know what? I am going to try to play this Denver angle both ways with Judy back. I'm going to put Tim Patrick in here as well. Okay. I like that. I will say for me then who's going to be bad? Who's going to be a bad who's going to be a bad bad boy this week? That's what I'm <laughs> Willis ask if I will take Cooper Cup too. I will not take Cooper Cup this week. In certain scenarios I would, but in fact I will take Justin Herbert, I will say this game ends up becoming a slog. I'm going to eat up some more salary at captain. I will not take Davis Mills as I've done. I think every single time we've done this, um, this team, this team is really dangerous. Honestly, you might want to play this one in GPPs out there. This, too. this team looks pretty good to me, honestly. <laughs> oh, I get the turn too. Great. Um, you've used so much salaries bags. You only have to average 3,600 a player for like five spots. <laughs> Um, I will go to a guy actually, no, cause I can't get a zero now. That's annoying. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I will go to a guy who's probably going to get just enough touches to not get zero. And I am sorry to our good friend, Pat Corain, but Ronald Jones, come on down at 4,100. That's actually a good pick. Thank you. Um, yeah. Okay. 5,800. Some of us actually still have to, uh, spend some salary here. <laughs> um, let's do. I'm going to do Marvin Jones. Okay. People, I, Eric asking if I know the rules. This is just, I feel like I'm being bullied. I'm the champion. We need to have like a crown of, of thorns. I don't know. We I mean, a crown of shit for the say the does, low Does there. anyone in the chat want to come out and stand for Spags? <laughs> Who will speak for me when I cannot speak for myself? No, yeah. Negative points uh, are completely are completely in play. It's only if they, they don't play the game wait so i thought it was if they don't do anything that registers as a point because like Kyrie blossom game would be okay then but he got a zero yeah i negative points to me is fine because that means they came and they, they there just has to, to be a transaction made I there think. has like, to be should we say a touch they have to touch the ball once well because like what if they get a touch and it's one like it's one carry for zero yards like i think that, that, it has that, to be that they they registered something either way yeah the one carry for zero yards is is a zero pointer um if it's no they don't come on the field and do anything then that would be 20 points yeah no yeah. i think it's like one carry for minus one yards then you're good if you get one carry for zero yards we should just make it a 20 no because you got a carry you were on the field it's it, the 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 spirit of this rule is to pick to not pick guys who aren't going to be in the game or play at all. That's the spirit. I, I just we use Kari Blossom game as a jumping off point, so I feel like that was the one like that would fit the criteria. Then he played, he ran routes, he just didn't do anything. But that's not what we're ultimately trying to protect against. That was just Justin. We're trying to predict against the Darren Waller, the Latavius Murray, the the scratches. That's what we're protecting against. Fine. All right. Anyway, where whose pick is it? It's Josh's. Okay. Okay, so we're going to go another guy that our great host, Pete, was touting all preseason for best ball. <laughs> wow, Cole uh, Is this you are just trying to get revenge on me by a, a <laughs> Chicago Bears onslaught? This is going to be the week that this hits. This looks like a Millie Maker lineup. You. <laughs> it honestly is a really fundamentally sound like lineup build. Yeah, you do need to start spending some salary, though, very quickly, Josh. Oh, it's coming. <laughs> okay well <laughs> um, take Derek Mike Evans. Evans. that worked out for me last week mike evans okay oh okay that's fun all right 6500 for you your know you guys want to go julio can't go julio if this is a terrible team yeah do you want i mean we have you on the show you're the biggest julio guy every other one of your comments in the chat is julio 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 what do you have to say for yourself who has the most 250 yards games receiving in the nfl what does that do for me this year, Josh? It's Julio, Pete. You just hate <laughs> Julio. For no reason, you hate Julio. I used to love Julio, but Julio doesn't score fantasy points anymore, Josh. It's because it's hammy. 
but I understand. Pete's going to play Julio just to shove in my face, and so might as well put Julio down next, Bags. No, I'm not picking Julio because that's a lose-lose. You know, because if Julio <laughs> goes off, then... Uh, oh, you're getting... Your DMs are going to be full. <laughs> I know, I'm giving you your a soft will be broken. You're going back behind the DM gate, Josh. Uh, <laughs> okay. 5,700 here. I need another running back. Let's do... Let's do Damian Williams. Khalil Herbert has pretty much cucked him. And uh, I don't like this spot necessarily for them against the Niners. So I'll go Damian Williams. All right. I was trying to figure out if I could afford Julio just for the spite, but I (laughs) I can't do it, unfortunately, because I wouldn't have enough money left to even roster two positions. So I will actually go to tight end and I got to take somebody who is not good, but will score something. Um, Who's the backup in Buffalo at tight end? Do we know offhand? Uh, was it Hollister? Um, uh, no, no, he's in Jacksonville Waring, now. Waring or Morris, I think. Um, I think I think Waring's gonna get a stat, so I will take a tight end, Kahal Waring. You're re- this is the guy you're betting on is gonna get a stat. Are you seeing what his box score is? <laughs> you know, you're gonna you're take a twenty pointer from Clear Waring. You know what? Okay, I won't take Waring. I won't take Waring. I, I think there's a chance that he has a crappy enough day, but I, you're you're probably right. That's too risky here for my great low ball lineup. Um, I want somebody cheap though. That's the no, issue no. Spag, Spags knows about Sweeney. He's trying to get the backup to the backup. <laughs> yes, that's exactly that's exactly what I was hoping for out of that scenario. Um, <laughs> I will take. Actually, you know what? I will stack up my Justin Herbert and I will go to Donald Parham Jr., who I like a lot, XFL veteran, but a guy that I think can easily do nothing or do very little. Yeah, um, that one seems like a safe bet for like three or four points. He just screws you if he gets a touchdown. Yes, he will screw me if he gets a touchdown. And I get one more here and I will go back to wide receiver and take, um, you know what? I'll stack up. I'll correlate my crappy bills. And uh, actually, no, because I didn't take that guy. Never mind. I'll take Gabriel Davis because he sucks. Okay. Hope our friend Chess Liam doesn't hear you say that. Um, okay, Gabriel Davis. So you're gonna have 4,600, so 4,100 at least for your final pick coming back around. I'm in a weird spot here with the tight end where I basically am gonna either have to pay up for a solid wide receiver or a solid tight end. Um, this is so terrifying to do, but I'm gonna put Kyle Pitts in at 6,300. Okay, I mean, that. Uh... At some point, Calvin Ridley's got to not be bad, you would think. You would hope. You would hope. Okay. Um, back to Josh here for your final two picks. You need to use um, at least uh, 12000 in salary here, or twelve five. So I'm going to use Derrick Henry. Ooh. Against the Colts. Huh? Dude, this okay. is like a really good tournament team right here. <laughs> it is. It's pretty spicy. I will. I won't even say the Chicago Bears quarterback name anymore. It was okay. horrible what? last week. Okay, I just watched I, Josh, my lineup. Josh, are you are you try are you still trying to blame me for the Justin Fields play last week? I will always blame you for the Justin Fields play. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that he's blaming you for it too, because I'm pretty sure I picked him to be in the Millie Maker winning lineup. <laughs> he pointed. He not even come close. Um. All right, Josh, you have 4100 for your running back slot. Oh man. Hold on one sec. I got to look at running backs. Now. I would say you might have not played this game optimally uh, because you aren't going to take advantage of the $500 salary cushion you could leave on the nope. table. Carlos Hyde. Okay. He's Carlos going to touch Hyde. the ball at least one time. And this, be um, bad. All right. Used all the salary. We respect that. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. So now it is down to me to use 5200 or more. I did Khalif Raymond last week and that kind of bit me. Mm-hmm. Let's um Callaway looks like a nice option for me here. Um I don't I love Devonta Smith. Yeah, we're gonna use Callaway for okay. fifty four hundred. 
I, th- I also thought it was kind of funny in the Fantasy Life newsletter that you had to write about Khalif Raymond's like resurgence. <laughs> like, and I, I did think like you played him in low ball last. That year, that was uh, to be fair. That was Sam who wrote that. Oh but yes. Oh, that's that's I, why I, it was so good. That's why I had I to edit it. You know, and it was it was painful to edit such <laughs> nice words about Khalif Raymond. Um, I'm going to do a move that our own Al Zeidenfeld did here. As Eddie points out that my team does look like an average Millie maker winning lineup. I suppose it could, depending on your worldview, throw this guy into the mix and maybe it won't. Mark Ingram in a Saints debut does nothing is, is the hope here. <laughs> I mean, I him up all take, this, take that Mike Clay. If you're watching <laughs> this is, this is unreal. Spags playing this Mark Ingram thing by both from both sides. I think he does enough to hurt Kamara, but not enough to help himself. <laughs> That's the, the methodology behind the play. But there we go. There are low ball lineups, which you guys, um, we got, we have to figure out some way to track that. Maybe I just need to put screenshots out. No, no, I, I'll send the screenshots. Josh, what's your, uh, what's your DK username? Uh, F R I C K L E one, three. All right. I might have you DM me it before I <laughs> exile well, you for the DM. Again, I feel dirty after that. <laughs> So we will update you guys on the low ball results on Monday and you we will see who the true savant of building a crappy lineup is. But Josh, of course, you are here as our viewer guest. We want to make sure to give you the floor to plug whatever you want. You know you're doing your job. You're plugging on Twitter to people already trying to get poor Steffi small. So what's the show, which I thankfully she, I don't think she, she bit on that one. So she'd have to deal with this. Show. Josh, plug whatever you want here. All right. Within so reason. first of all, I want to say, Oh, within reason. All right. Hold on. Uh, Pete, Chris, thank you guys for everything. I appreciate like everything you guys do for us. And like, you guys don't charge us for anything. So like, that's awesome. And I appreciate like you guys always answering and being like, so nice to me. That's a a great thing. Um, Secondly, I want to thank Daniel Jones, Fast Eddie Fear, Sal Vetri, all awesome guys. All remind me of you guys in the industry and just fantastic people. So uh, shout out to them. Um, Daniel Jones, uh, the QB? No, Tenacious D. Oh, David Jones, my bad. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Like Salvatri, Daniel Jones, like, oh, of course, all the luminaries that that we've got football on my mind. David Jones is awesome. Um, (laughs) So, and you guys are awesome. I appreciate, like, the show's great. It's funny. It's something different. It's something that nobody else is doing. And Spags, I'm always going to support you. Pete, I will probably slide in your DMs every now and then. And I know you're going to be like, set my lineup, set my lineup tonight, Josh. And I'm not going to get anything when you win the NFT. Like, let's be honest. Are you kidding? Um, I would so, give you a fraction of my future toad. <laughs> I don't want to touch your toad, Pete. In mythology asking, Josh, who do you like <laughs> in NBA tonight? I know that's a question you sometimes ask me. I haven't done prep because I got to take my dog to the vet. So I don't know if I'll be playing tonight. So, Josh, who should the people be playing in NBA? Um, I actually just got off work before the show. Um, have been up since like 2 a.m. California time. So um, good times. I don't know yet. But if you guys want to ask me questions later, I'd be more than happy to help you guys out. But don't come at me if your lineup is just absolutely bomb because you got to take some chances. So, uh, yeah. That, it's much um, different than DFS. Hey, Josh, one thing I would like to say about the Justin Fields bombing last week is don't be mad. Sometimes you got to take some chances. <laughs> so life's all about. Some could say football. I, I almost made you quit DFS. I told Spags. <laughs> it's in Spags' DM. <laughs> he was like, he was like NFL's been real hard, man. To get like, what's NBA? Like, how's that going? It's running good for me. NFL does been tough. So, Pete, I feel like you might be the one to blame. Thank you. I'll I'll take the blame. I'll take the blame. <laughs> All right. So make sure to go follow Josh as well. Show him some love, love at jfrick87. Hopefully you don't mind us giving away the handle, but go show Josh. He's active on there. He cares about fantasy. So if you enjoy that stuff, uh, go follow Josh and hang out with him. Pete, any final plugs for you here before we call it quits? Um. I will be back tonight to do a showdown cram uh, around 7.45 Eastern. And then tomorrow I'm having Blender, a.k.a. Jordan Cooper, on my GPP strategy show at noon. And then we'll, of course, be back tomorrow at 2.30 with a reef for ride or die tomfoolery. Yeah, so come join us there. We'll be back tomorrow with Arif Hassan of The Athletic doing the ride or die picks. We'll also be doing our usual Friday bits. So come hang out. Make sure you go to footballoutsiders.com slash subscribe for under $5 a month. You can get all the data that we reference from that site. DVOA is the famous one, but a lot of other great tools to build better lineups over at footballoutsiders.com slash subscribe. So go check them out. Follow Josh at jfrick87. Follow me at Chris Fags. Follow at Peter Overset. And of course, follow at Splash Play Pod to refollow you guys back. We'll be back with you guys again tomorrow. So enjoy your days. Good luck. Thank you.